Hello and welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only show that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I am one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. Bonjour, mes amis. I am your other host. I am Tenant Mike. And it's funny, James, that we have that um, catchphrase that we're the only show with the bees to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Because as far as we know, that's just in English. There could be a show in French or German or you know any of the romantic languages, even an Asian or African language that, that has that as the motto. And we don't know. Because we don't speak those languages. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, fascinating. I'm going to go out on a limb and say nobody else decided to make a podcast based on this insane concept. But maybe. You're so, right. Well, you know, it may be insane, but you can't argue with our fan base and the downloads we get. It really touched a nerve with the people of the internet. So thank you to all of our fans for listening week after week. Especially the one guy in the Philippines who... That's true. Downloads. We do. Yeah, we have uh, tweet us. Tw- and also, why I do you listen? There's also, uh, according to our stats, there's one person also in Indonesia who listens to us. So yeah, get in touch. Get in touch. Well, I had a I had a, a really fun week. I had a great week. Not that you asked how I was doing. Oh, I might uh, add, uh, I'm not being a gracious host because uh, we are recording in my apartment. I'm sorry. I should have asked. Yeah, um, I had a great week. I went to the Toronto Island and did some uh, sunbathing with mm-hmm. my friend Nick. Oh. Uh, he was completely nude, even though it was not a clothing optional beach. So mild hiccup there, but we did have a good time. Weird. Um, what else did I get up to? I went to the club two or three times. What else is new? And actually, I did have one scary moment this week. Oh, dear. I uh, I came home one evening. I came back to my condo in Hogs Hollow. Uh, listeners know I would never live in this building that uh, Michael lives in because it is trash. And um, Not so I got home one night, and I went in my condo, and I noticed something was wrong. Have you ever had that? You go in your home, and you open the door, and you're like, something's amiss here. Yeah. It's really creepy. That happens to me quite often. Yeah. Well, I had this. It was late at night. I was coming back from uh, Club Liquid on Richmond, oh. and I, I go into my condo, and yeah, I'm like walking in the house. It's 2.30 in the morning. I'm like, something's wrong here. It's, it's some, something's amiss. And then someone appears... From out of the closet. What? Yep. Wearing a balaclava and holding a hammer. That is so scary. I know. I screamed. I screamed. But then get this. The person in the balaclava. Yeah. Lifts up the balaclava. It was Nadia. Oh, your ex-girlfriend. Your ex-girlfriend who you're now dating again. Yes. The woman I used to call she who shall not be named. What the hell was she doing with a hammer and a balaclava in your closet? You know what? She was playing a joke. I loved it. I laughed. I was really scared. I really thought I was going to die. And I was, I mean, I could, I mean, thank God I didn't try to protect myself. But that's how things are with Nadia. She loves to live on the edge. You know, you know, when you love someone so much, it's scary and terrifying. Quite literally. Yeah. So we just had the most crazy S-E-X after that. And she actually kept the balaclava on the whole time. Um, what? She, during? So, all right. Uh, no comment is was, my official uh, yeah. statement on this. It was wild. So 
What a fun, fun week for me. And My just God. things with Nadia just going bananas. I, Woo! Very happy. Must be some sort of uh, strange, strange Russian mating ritual or something that we here in North America aren't familiar with, I suppose. Well. Anyway, how was your week, Mike? Pretty great. Uh, pretty wonderful. Uh, actually, wait. There is one, one. There was one little snafu this week. One little tiny bummer. Um, so you know, last week how I mentioned that I got dumped. Yes, yes. I got dumped by uh, my my ex girlfriend. I guess Ruth is her name. She's uh, significantly older than me, and I was pretty mm-hmm. bummed out about it. She uh, dumped me and then went on her own to the VR lounge to celebrate her birthday. And she was going to have a simulated VR skydiving experience. Mm-hmm. And she dumped my, my buns. And so You're I didn't get to off, go with buddy. her. You're better off. Well, um, so last week I told everyone I got dumped this week. Uh, Ruth died. Ruth died. I can't believe I'm saying it, but she did. She died. She passed away. And she, here's what happened. She was at the VR what? lounge. Wait, What? Are you kidding me? She passed away, um, and I'll tell you how it happened, James. She went to the VR lounge, and she was uh, on her own, because she didn't bring me, doing the VR skydiving experience, and I guess it was so intense, and it was so lifelike, and they had the wind blowing, and uh, her her poor ticker just couldn't take it, and it gave out, and she passed away right there on the spot. And this is one of Toronto's most popular VR lounges. So, uh, hmm. not not having the best summer, I guess I would have to say, uh, dumped one week and then she, then she's dead the next. So, Mike, <clears throat> why did you let me tell my story? I, why didn't you say that first? I seem like a total ass now. No, it's really no. I'm actually really fine with with what happened. You know, I'm I'm keeping it together much much more than I thought I'd be able to. And uh, I just want to do a regular show. I didn't want to put all of my junk on you. I wanted you to um, just be your normal self. I didn't want to, you know, taint the episode Are with sorrow. Are you sure you're okay? We don't have to tape this episode. I'm very like, good. I'm very good. I'm taking it well. Um, she's gone forever. Good she died. God. In the so VR she lounge. died doing VR skydiving. Yeah. You know, God, and this, I guess this that's should, a good way to go. I don't know. I mean, it's always what, how she said she wanted to go, and um, I just never thought it would happen so soon. Um, but what I, what I can say is that to any of our um, listeners who are in their twilight years, you know, uh, sixty and up, um, be careful if you're going to a, a VR lounge because you uh, you might want to check with with your doctor first because um, it can be a strain on the heart. Wow. And uh, anyway. I'm sorry. That's my I, week. You know, you know how I, how I felt about Ruth. You didn't. I was, I you was, did not like her at no, all. No, I did not. But I'm sorry for you. This sounds uh, very rough. And and right in the it's, summer too. That's a shame on a on a summer weekend. Summer weekend. There goes the weekend. Yeah. Ugh. I'm gonna. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not in the best place right now. But I am. Uh, I am just. I got to move on with my life and keep things together. So I'm. Uh, Okay, well, damn, Mike. I'm sorry, and, and uh, I hope you're. Uh, I hope you're Fine. okay to continue doing yeah, the pods. Thanks. Yeah, thing. I'm good. I just, just, just don't just forget. I even mentioned that. Treat me. Don't treat me any differently, just because I'm uh, bereaved. Damn. Okay. Well, um, let's do a segment. Do you have a segment? I ready do. To go? You sure you're up for this? Okay. Yeah. 
Well, um, people in Toronto no doubt know this, but uh, this weekend is actually the Honda Indy, the car racing event oh, here in Toronto. To, it used to be called the Molson Indy, didn't it? Yeah. Change of sponsors, I suppose. The times they are a-changing. Well, I guess uh, you don't want a beer uh, company involved in a car event because all those drivers are going to start chugging beers and getting behind the wheels, and the next thing you know, the crashing. Yeah, maybe that's it, Mike. Um, so we had a segment, and we talked about it earlier before I learned about Ruth not being alive, but What's, what was the name of the segment again? Um, hats off to cars. Okay, so I'll go first with our little segment here, Hats Off to Cars. Um, And here's my first tip about cars. Um, Folks, there are a lot of cool cars out there. And my advice, buy an old car. I know that sounds strange, that sounds counterintuitive, but I love old cars. Old cars have personality, they're fun. I, I love old cars. I love almost inappropriately old cars. That's how old I like my cars. They've got a fun, you know, attitude. They're different. They're not like the new cars you'll find. Go old, in my opinion. Um, it's so interesting. I just before I get to my first hats off for cars contribution. Uh, hearing you talk about old cars does does remind me of the significant uh, age gap between. Uh, me and Ruth, she was quite a lot older than me. She was oh. in her mid to late sixties, and famously, she never revealed to me her precise age. But um, sorry about that. It, it did just the tip. It did remind me of of her life and ultimately her death. Um, <clears throat> but my first thought on this segment, hats off to cars. Beep beep is um is this one? It's not a tribute to cars. It's a warning to motorists. And my warning is this. Drivers, look out for cyclists. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Um, You're supposed to share the road with us. We have just as much right to be out there as you do. Uh, Don't open your doors without looking and get it it together. Dude, it's hats off to cars, not hats off to bike lanes. Well, I needed to send this message to our um, car-owning listeners. All right. Here's my second hats off to cars thought. Look for a car with great handling when you're thinking of buying a car, like a Corvette or a Porsche. Trust me, as someone who loves cars, you want to be the one to control the car. You don't want the car to control you. Mike? Huh. Um, this is really strange because this um, what you just said also somehow is reminding me of Ruth. Yeah, hearing that word control, control, um, because Ruth did, who we just lost, recently uh she did have sort of an iron grip of control over my life she controlled my wardrobe she controlled um who i spoke to and interacted with she even controlled my diet isn't that crazy right i'm sorry i should have thought these through a bit better she didn't let me uh, uh, eat any sugar she took all sugar from my diet and uh you know that i used to love um eating popsicles in the you summer, did. right? Um, she forbade me from eating popsicles. And one thing I'll never forget is um, a couple weeks ago, she uh, made me a, a, a summer treat with no sugar. She put some milk in the ice cube tray and some toothpicks in, and she made me some frozen milk pops. 
Mike, she wasn't well. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry for you, but dude, yeah, thanks. she was not. All right. Enough, enough. We're casting a shadow yeah. on this episode. Um, okay. My second hats off to Carr's uh, thought is um, Henry Ford, the great industrialist Henry Ford. Was he great? Well, let's take a look. Henry Ford may have been the father of the modern assembly line uh, system, and he may have uh, been a great force for the American economy in the early 20th century, but he was also a open fascist and a supporter of Hitler. He uh, published uh, a, an anti-Semitic newspaper called the Dearborn Independent, which also published the famous Protocols of the Elders of Zion, which is probably the granddaddy of um, anti-Semitic um, pamphlets. Okay. I mean, it's... So think about that next time you get in your cars, everybody. You're not getting, I don't think, the point of the segment. It's supposed to be a salute to cars, Mike. Anyway, my third and final hats off to cars thought is, guys, if you're out there and ladies and you're driving a standard transmission car, don't ride your clutch, okay? Don't do it. You'll accelerate quicker and your clutch will last longer if you use it like an expensive cologne, sparingly. (laughs) I read that line on Men's Health when I was looking up research. Anyway, yeah, do not use the clutch unless you have to. Mike? Well, you, you scored a hat trick on... Um, oh, come on. Reminding how? me of, of Ruth. Uh, the word clutch, hearing that word clutch, reminds me of how when we were out on the town, Ruth, Ruth used to clutch the back of my neck with her big sharp fingers and drag me around when, and get mad at me um, for not listening to her properly. Um, oh, anyway. Mike, I mean, you, you know, you're, at some point you're going to have to... Yeah, I need to move on. I am moving on. I'm moving on. All right. Uh, My third and final hats off to cars um, idea is this. Pixar's Cars. It's a famous and very lucrative um, movie franchise. I'm sure a lot of listeners have watched it, and if they have little ones, I'm sure they're sick of of, uh, watching it over and over again. I just like to say I, I despise these films. I think they're bad. We shouldn't be encouraging young ones to uh to get into car culture, to want to own cars because the CO2 that they emit will eventually um, destroy all life on Earth. A much better car-themed movie, and no, I'm not going to say Herbie the Love Bug. I'm going to say An Inconvenient Truth and the sequel starring uh, former Uh, presidential uh, contender Al Gore. This episode of Leftist Hysteria brought to you by Michael. Why couldn't Pixar get a life, man? Make uh, inconvenient truth movies. Oh, they could. They could have a much wider audience than they currently do. Yeah, I'm sure. Randy Newman. Ugh. How do you think he would sing the theme song to An Inconvenient Truth, James? Um, it's an inconvenient. Truth that the world is full of CO2. I don't know. I think it would be lovely. Uh, All right. So that is our segment called Hats Off to Cars. Hats Off. Well, that that sort of about does it for the intro, Mike. Uh, again, yeah. I'm really sorry, and you're sure you're up for carrying on with the show? I'm I'm a thousand percent ready to continue on with the show, just because my girlfriend is dead. Um, Ex-girlfriend. Sorry. 
Right. She did dump you she had, just before. She dumped me before she died, so I don't even know what we were at the time she died. I guess we were ex exes. Ooh, anyway, uh, I'm I'm committed to this episode, and I'm committed to our listeners, and I'm doing just fine. Okay, I believe you. All right, well, we'll take a break, and we'll come back with our guest. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Now is the time of the show where we welcome our guest, uh, usually, and this week is no different. So I'm just going to go right ahead and do it. He is a resident of the apartment building where we're recording right now, and he uh, has something to tell us as far as I know. Please welcome to the show, Gavin Pound. Hey. Gavin. Hey. Hi. Nice How, to meet you. Nice to meet you guys. It's good to see you. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming here today. Well, you and I, we've, we've met before, but it's nice to meet you, James. Oh, yes. Mike. Yeah. Wow. Throwing shade. You don't remember <laughs> Gavin. Uh, yes, I do. I'm just trying. I'm in host mode right now. <laughs> I'm trying to appear neutral, and I guess I didn't do a good job. It was, uh, it was that time, remember, in the uh, elevator you were with uh, your girlfriend at the time. Oh, uh, dude. She was, I think, much younger than you. No. I don't quite remember. She's a lot older than him. Yep. That was it. That was yeah. it. That was it. Yeah. Uh, well, she's dead, mm. so let's not talk oh. about her. Died very recently, and I'm trying not to dwell on it. But yeah, you you live here. You must love the building, I love like the I building. do. I love them. You got a great spot here. This is an amazing place. Thank really? you. I think it's terrible. It's it's poorly lit. I love that. Mm. Uh, Me too. I, yeah. Who who needs all those bright lights showing yeah. every blemish and uh, zit on your face in the mirror? You know exactly. Mm. I think it's great. I think it's homey. I think you've done a good job decorating. I love the rugs. Thank you. Yeah. Is your uh, apartment in this building worse than Mike's? It is. Yes. Wow. Much worse. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, as landlord of this building, I did not even know they got worse than this. Yeah. They, mine is about half the size. Oh, dude, um, that must be tiny. It's. Uh, quite small, but as you can see, I'm very small. Yeah, you yeah. are yeah, small. I'm a pretty small guy, so yeah. I fit. You know, I go into a corner and I call kind of call it my corner. And you almost have one of those vibes where when you turn to the side, it's just like you see a line and a head on top. Thank you, thank you. That's very kind. That's you'd, you'd make a good spy. Thank you. Yes, I can see you in a spy movie. That's very kind. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. You're wow. welcome. How tall are you, by the way? I'm uh, four foot eleven. Okay. Yeah. He might be our our littlest uh, guest ever, and oh, I wow. mean, and I don't mean anything uh, negative by that. No, I it's take it as a, a massive compliment. It's so hard to tell these days what you're allowed to say and not allowed to say. So True. I just want to. But yes, I did. You know. I did. I do have a reason. I don't want to. I don't want to bring everything down, but I do have a reason for coming today. I've made a a pretty monumental, I would even say, discovery about this building. Ooh. Whoa, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, it's an exclusive. <laughs> right. Good. Uh, and now, James, I feel like you must know this because, of course, you're the landlord. But I live, as you may know, on the 13th floor. Had no idea. Okay. Uh, I I, I kind of hang the little signs from my balcony that say Gavin's Place. Okay. You ever see that? Yeah, I've seen that from the street. Okay, yeah, yeah that's me. Uh, it's kind of my thing. Um, but I have found. Uh, so I'm on the 13th floor in my bathroom now. Like I said, my place is quite small, so my bathroom is about a square foot. And a very Wait, what? large what, what's that? Your bathroom is a square foot? Yeah, like just about a square foot. Is there okay. is there room for a toilet in your legs go in the like in the living room? You've got it exactly. Ah. Yeah. See, I knew you knew something about the building. Yeah. My I legs think I remember that. Yeah, the bathroom's just the toilet. Yeah, my legs swing out into the hallway. 
Oh, well, what do you do when you've got company over? I don't even want to think about you that. You tell them to look the other way. Am I right? <laughs> I like that attitude, actually. Yeah. But recently, I was in my very small bathroom, and I noticed as I was uh, sitting on the toilet that there was a <laughs> sizable hole in the square foot. So it's actually a little smaller than a square foot. Huh. And I, I, I kind of looked at it, and I, I did the classic you know, cave thing where you drop, a, drop something in there and yeah. see if it makes any noise. Hmm. And I heard an ow. Oh my God! Yeah. Now what, you, what the Dickens was it? <laughs> so I, you know, wanting to be, I'm a very thorough person. I dropped a few more in there, and I hear a few more owls. I started to get some heavier stuff. Dropped. Sounds like you're going broke, <laughs> dropping all these coins <laughs> yeah. in your floor. I do have uh, money issues, but uh, yeah. So dropping, and I eventually just say, "Is there somebody down there?" Oh my God! And I hear back, uh, "Oh yeah, you're in my bathroom, buddy." I would have probably fainted. Yeah, and if I wasn't in two separate rooms at the same time, I might have, honestly. What the hell? So there's a hole in your bathroom Mm -hmm. floor, and someone's down below it. Mm -hmm. So I say, well, you've got to be. So you're the 12th floor, because I know the person that lives below me, right? Right, It's Randy. And uh, and I say, well, that's. are you living with Randy? And and he goes, no. No, I'm not. I live in my own. And I go down there. What the hell? Because, you know, you find a hole in your bathroom, you, 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 you go down, you, you, go down, you, you pick yeah. the pieces, you know, I pried the one tile of my bathroom back and I, I, I dove down there and there is a floor in between the 12th and the 13th floor. No. Are you kidding me? Now the ceilings are a little lower, but there's an entire floor down there. This reminds me of the great Alice in Wonderland stories yes. and through the looking glass of you of going down in the rabbit hole and emerging in a in a strange off kilter new world am i right to yes, say this yes i felt like alice to be honest wow. uh, i was i was i was in a very alice mindset at the time well, I hope oh. that the author didn't have weird relations with you uh, in the way that lewis carroll apparently had uh, he liked children mike did he? And he, he? What a downer, man. Yeah. Anyway, let's not talk I about Lewis Carroll. Yeah. The guy who wrote Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, Lewis Carroll. He apparently loved to photograph little kids, and uh, there are there are pretty strong indications that he did more than photograph them. All but right, anyway, well, TMI. Wow. Good wow. God. Then you know what? Maybe I didn't feel like Alice, right? <laughs> well, let's, 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 you know, knock on wood. <laughs> Christ, Mike. Um. So... So I'm just wondering, you know. So wait a second. There's a there's a hidden floor yeah. in this building. Yes, in between the twelfth and the thirteenth floor, there is an entire floor worth of people that live there. What? Like so how many people? What? Twenty. That's rent. I'm not getting, man. Yeah, that's why I you know I thought I'd bring it to you. I hear you're a, a, a you know a take charge kind of guy. I figured, Hell yeah, maybe you could do something about it. Well, wow. wait a second though. So does the elevator stop on this floor? No. So I went down. So it goes right past it. Goes right past oh, it. I went down to their God. floor and I walked around and they showed me around. It was almost like I was you know out of out of another country for them. Right. Uh, they had never seen another person. And um, and I walk through and the elevator is bricked off where the elevator should be. Oh my God. Just a bunch of bricks. So now I'm wondering Ingenious. how the elevator gets by that to the floor above it. Yeah. Uh, so it must do some kind of interesting side maneuvers as elevators do. So are these – you said that these people have never seen another person. That's what from, they told me. Yeah. From the outside. Are they like mole people? Am I allowed to say that? I think uh, they'd be okay with it to yeah. be honest. Um, but yes. Uh, yes. Really? They are very – let's put it this way. It's clear that they've not seen a lot of light 
in their lives. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, they're hunched. You know, they, um, they love, they love, love, love um, like punk music. Uh, you know, like it just someone that's been in a kind of a basement for a long time, but right. 20 of them and, uh, and very, very intense people. They sound like they have better lives than you, Mike. <laughs> very funny, James. They don't have better lives than me. Oh, uh, wow. for one reason I can, I know this, I know I have a better life than them is these folks sound like they've never enjoyed, uh, a trip to Timmy's and had a nice double, double or, a you know, a, a honey crueler. Cruller, cruller. How do you say it? How do you say it, James? I say, I think I say cruller. How do you say it, Gavin? I also say cruller. Well, I guess two against one. It's cruller. <laughs> Have Got they the ever that. had a honey cruller? These people in the secret floor. Not from what I can tell. No, there is a uh, there's a nice man down there, Anton, that cooks for the rest of the group because, uh, of course, they need food. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he seems to not have any just any semblance of you know an idea of what sweets are. Do they? Do you think they have any contact with the outside world? I am not sure. Uh, I don't believe so, which is why, and again, this is why I'm here, they've chosen me to represent them. Wow. wow. And they want their ceilings raised. They want a bunch of things, but the first on the list is they want their ceilings raised, and the second on the list is to be able to leave the building. Well, well, that's up to you, James. You got to uh, invest some major dinero in the building to have it retrofitted. Uh, I love this. I love these people. I'd love to meet them. Yes, you would. Is dinero uh, money? It's like moolah. Dinero. De- All right. Also, the famous actor Robert. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About. Remember what he said about Trump at the Tony Awards? Yeah. He said F Trump. Ugh. What? Wow. Uh, typical, typical actor. Anyway, uh. So let me get this straight. These guys have never paid rent to me, and they want the, they want me to pay to get the ceilings raised. Well, I think I have no chance, man. How about pay some damn rent, you mole people? Okay, pay some damn rent, you mole people. Got well, it. I'll bring that me. back to the group. Yep. No. Nope. Well, I hope that there's an uprising and the mole people slaughter James. Uh, wow. <laughs> I mean it. Well, think about it, Gavin. If 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 they somehow, which I am never going to pay for, but if they do raise their ceiling, that means your floor is going to be higher, man. So your crap apartment is going to be even crappier. Hey, yeah. What about that? What if you have to, though, James, raise every roof from their floor on upwards so everything well, it's not stays happening. the same wow. and then you go broke and end up in the gutter? I, I'd love to see that happen. Well, then maybe maybe you can just, I mean, because that, that does seem like a lot of things. And maybe you can just fix the second thing on their list, which was uh, the elevator working so they can leave the building and join uh, society. Because mm. a lot of them have been born down there. Really? Yeah, yeah. How there's some kids. There's some kids. There? They said, uh, you know, anywhere from 10 to 12 years. Damn. Wow. So, you know, there's some eight-year-olds down there that are looking real rough. Well, I bet. Yeah. Do they get light? Do they have windows? Uh, they have made their own windows. It's a really interesting situation they have what? down there. Yeah, they've it's made... Like they're uh, very resourceful for people who have, have no education and don't know about the outside world. You have no idea how crafty someone can become when they are literally locked in a small area for a long time. Right. Yeah. So they've made their own windows. They, uh, they of course, uh, most of their... Literal windows aren't there because the floor doesn't exist, so you'd be able to see it. So they mm. kind of just, you know, put a little frame with a, a pen and, and draw a little nice uh, what they think outside looks like, which is uh, space, mostly. Uh, weird enough, some, I think they got a space book, but for some reason they think most outside is, is just space. So they don't know that if they could see outside, they'd see 
the beautiful CN Tower. They would see uh, the TD Bank building, which is a wonderful... That's my, probably my favorite building in, in Toronto. It's a, a beautiful skyscraper. It's very nice. They wouldn't see the Rogers Center. Um, is that did they rename the Rogers Center recently, or what did they no, rename? No, Mike, it's the Air Canada Center. The, they renamed the Air Canada Center is now the Scotia Bank Center. Scotia Bank yeah. Arena, and these are the wow. things that these people will never be able to experience. Name changes that breaks my heart that they'll never experience the thrill of a corporate name change of a massive stadium. Because when I when I hear Scotia Bank Theater for the yes. first time. It gives you I, chills. I light up, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, as anyone does when they think of their bank. I wish if when I, you know, the first time I went to the Scotiabank Theater, I thought I was going to be seeing a movie about banking and bankers and stuff. And I wish someone had told me it was just regular movies because I, I was very, felt very let down. You thought every every movie at the Scotiabank Theater was going to be a bank, like about Scotiabank. Yeah, like documentaries about sure. like the economy or about like... Maybe the, something about the Maritimes, the Scotia part. You the know? Scotia yeah. part? Movie, movies about Nova Scotia. Yeah. Oh, I'd love if the, there was a whole theater that only showed films about Nova Scotia and out east. So, Gavin, you said that uh, <laughs> you said they're into punk music. Yeah, or their version of it, at least. Oh, because uh, again, they don't. Uh, they at one point someone had smuggled in a um, just like a like a you know some forty one CD, mm, uh, oh. and that's been making the rounds among the people down there. So they've really built a, a life around it. Now that's the only punk rock music I can stomach. Some forty one, you know. So why's it, that? It's poppy. It's much poppier, and uh, you know it's goofy. So I, I like that. It's not threatening, really. Not all their songs were goofy. They had some bangers. Oh yeah, name Fat one. Um, no, they they had one. <laughs> they had one that was like really. They they copied um, "Chop Suey" by System of a Down. They had one that that copied it. Folks, Google it. I don't remember what it's called. I can look it up, but it's all probably right. not worth it for the payoff. Also, some forty-one Canucks to boot. They are Canadian, yeah, which is great. So they have, I think you'll be happy to hear this, they do have a little bit of patriotism on that 12 and a half floor, which is what they call themselves, well, by the way. something at least. Yeah. They love living in this country. Well, that's wonderful to hear. I think more people need to um, fly the flag for Canada. Mm-hmm. And they would if they had any anywhere to do it. Right. I know the they would. The ceilings are very low. Mm-hmm. What other kinds of Canadian music do they listen to, these, these mysterious mole people who live in a secret floor of the building? Uh, well, uh, the, the Sum 41 was the only band that had a CD that was smuggled in somehow at some point in time. Nice. So, they're, again, that's really become a cult following among them. Like, it's become more than music for them. Uh, we should reach out to Derek uh, Wibley. Is we that absolutely name? should. When, I, I just Googled the song, by the way, and I think it's called We're All to Blame. So, okay. there We're you go. Do you know how it goes? Uh, you remember in System of and Chop Suey when he's like, uh, wake up! Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that part. You wanted to. They had one that kind of sounded like that. It was like, like that. So, okay, but with a Canuck kind of twist. But with a Canuck edge, and they even had the, remember in the Chop Suey by System of a Down, he was like, Why can't you see that you are my child? Why don't you know that you are? They even had that part, too. So wow. it was a parody. Yeah. No, they just ripped off Chop Suey by System of a Down. All right. Anyone who listened to 102.1 The Edge in 2005 will know what I'm talking oh. about. And if System of a Down are listening, and uh, 
if they ever have, uh, you know, lead vocalist troubles, I think that, James, you'd be a wonderful That was great, yeah. Because I liked System of a Down when I was uh, 18. Could you see yourself in a band full of uh, Armenian-Americans? Absolutely. Well, hey, isn't Kim Kardashian Armenian? She definitely is. Oh, oh, oh. oh wow, he likes that. Yeah, heck yes. Did you guys like any bands like that? Like System of a Down? Yeah. Oh, heavens no. no oh, no. yeah. Senses Fail? Remember oh. Senses Fail? No. Oh, me neither. <laughs> no, yes. It, they were great. They were, you know, in that uh, that phase of music where it was like being sad is really cool and, you know. The one bad thing about System of a Down was the main singer was great, but then they had a song by the gu- weird guitar player who was sort of odd looking, and he had a really a song that was like, the most loneliest day of my life. The most loneliest day of my life. Remember that one? The I do remember that. The most day. loneliest. I don't remember that, but anyway, I, I would just like to 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 go back here and and uh, ask you not to um, pick on guitar players for their looks. Because you said that he was a weird looking well, guy, I, and I think that uh, doesn't matter how you look if you're blessed with genetics or not. Uh, you should be judged by your guitar skill and not by your physical. You're right. Appearance. I mean, I know you're. Not, you know, I know you're not supposed to punch down or whatever. But he was a weird looking guy. Sorry. Good to know. Good to know. Anyway, wow, what a tangent. I'm sorry. Oh God. Here's something about the people down there. They love tangents. Really? Uh, anytime you're talking to them, they go off on one and they don't come back for hours because that's just, it's almost like Italy. You know, you take your time with lunch. These guys take their time with conversation. And, and do they speak English or? It's, a, it's an English knockoff. Yeah. Um, it's almost like uh, they have a little accent down there. Oh, I love accents. That's why I have such an affinity for the people of the East Coast of Canada. Ah, for their accent. Yes. Newfoundland, uh, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, New Brunswick. Oh, wow. I didn't think you were going to say that last one. No, it's, I, I was keeping you on the edge of your seat. So what do they sound like, these mole people? On the- Oof. Well, let me see if I can do it. It's something like, uh, you know, instead of saying hi, they'll be like, hi! Like that, you know, something like a little bit like that. Very punk rock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oi, oi, oi. That's like hello, hello, hello. Good to see you. It's wow. kind of what that means. Wow. Yeah. So you go down there and you hear some pale, hunched over guy go, oi, oi, oi. And that means, hi, how are you? My name is Anton. Yeah, exactly. And I say, you know, good to see you, Anton. Uh, and I'm trying to pick up the dialect. It's very difficult, obviously. This is interesting. What you're doing, in essence, is urban anthropology. You're, you're discovering a, like a lost race of people and, and telling their stories on the medium of podcasting. I guess you're right, yeah. Do all their words sound like oys? No, not all of them. Um, most, In fact, most others uh, have some semblance of the English. Because, you know, English is their base language that they eventually evolved from, right? So In, in these 10 years. Yeah, so like, uh, hey, we live down here uh, is something like, hey, we live down here. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, now, do you think these people, if they did get their wish and were able to leave the building, do you think that they could assimilate easily into society and work jobs? And I don't and, think so. Uh, I'm going to surprise you here. I think they'd be totally fine. Really? Yes. These are resourceful people. They've lived their entire life in a small area with no one giving them anything. I don't know how they get food. I've asked them many times. They say <laughs> Anton makes it. I say, well, from what ingredients? 
the, yeah, the, good the, point. The way you describe them reminds me of millennials. Oh, right? no one gives them anything, and they uh, they live in darkness in small, cramped and they quarters. want. They I don't know yeah. if they could go into society. One of them's going to get a job at McDonald's. Like, hey, you want fries with that? You know, I don't know. Maybe they need to open a punk rock McDonald's. That's probably the solution to this problem: is that we open a punk rock McDonald's and employees will be all people from the 12th and a half floor. Do they believe in God? Do you know? They believe in a God. Now, part of that is the, oh. again, I really want to stress that some 41 has made its rounds in that place so much that it's got a cult following in a sense, almost a religion. I wow. think I know where you're going with this. Oh, please take it away. Do they now correct me if I'm wrong, but do they worship Wibley as their personal God? He is their Derek. deity. He, their deity. Yes. Wow. Have they seen him lately? Because he's not looking good. You know, I'm not sure they've seen him at all other than the cover of the CD that they have. Uh, Power of Power? That's the one. So, uh, you know, they they worship that image of him. So I'm guessing, you know, I'm not sure they understand the concept of age. So I'm sure they probably just think that's what he looks like. Well, I I don't like idolatry because I am a Roman Catholic and I, I, uh, I have my beliefs, but... If someone has to worship a false idol, I'm glad it's a, it's a Canuck rocker who's done well uh, south of the border. <laughs> um, interesting. Wow. Do they have any thoughts on Greg Nuri, the producer of uh, Sum 41, who was the lead singer of Treble Charger? Uh, not that I know of. I hmm. feel like a lot of their music knowledge does stop at Wibley, uh, and they're happy with it. They're pleased yep, with that. You know? I didn't know you were such a 41 head, James. You know, it's funny. I'm all about EDM these days, but when I went to that Sticks concert last week... Oh, here we go. Well, it Gavin, turned me he's back... going to talk for 40 minutes about You went to Sticks. a Sticks concert. I did, and it really turned me on to rock. So I've just been going back and listening to Treble Charger, some 41, you know. Uh, cool, man. Poof. I mean... Um, who else was out there? Um, Weezer, you know. I've just oh, yeah. been really just delving in the history of rock. It's good to diversify your music, I think. Mm, yeah. Unless you are uh, imagining it as your god, in which case probably you stick yeah, to that one. Yellow might... card. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You're a, a yellow MXPX, card thing. Uh, huh? yeah, Ocean Avenue, baby. From the that's like from the roots of rock and roll to present day, everything. Uh, lag wagon. Do you think if? If uh, Elvis Presley or Chuck Berry uh, could have lived to see uh, some 41 or yellow card happen, how do you think they would have reacted? Big fans. I think he would have gone, I really like this. I'm Elvis. He would say that to some 41? Yeah. Wow. Hey, this really rocks, guys. Imagine I'm... being some 41 and hearing that from the king himself. Wow. It's every rocker's dream. Saying, I'm Elvis. I hear you guys are from uh, Canada. Good work, boys. Well, you want to know a true story? A friend of mine, a few friends of mine in high school were in a uh, a metal band called Abattoir, and yeah, that image is just very unsettling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they did a show in like rural rural Ontario with some forty one before they were big. Wow! And they were talking to some forty one, and the some forty one was like, "Yeah, we all just dropped out of high school." And my friends were like, oh, that's so stupid. And they're like, whatever. Like, we're just dropping out of high school and doing the band. And then look at them now. <laughs> and what so happened to your lesson. friends in Abattoir? Did they? Abattoir did not take off. <laughs> they did way more But the lead school. singer became a fireman. <laughs> of Abattoir? Yeah. Really? But no, no, he became a fireman. Well, that's great. Yeah, they did fine. But 
That's a great uh, story. They should have dropped out of high school like some 41, and, you know, they'd be in good shape now. But then, maybe, maybe they'd be worshipped. Exactly. But to play devil's advocate, then Ontario would have one less fireman. That is true. That is true. Wow. Isn't it amazing just like uh, you, just the way fate works? It's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. drop out of high school or not. Yeah. Yeah. Did you finish high school, Gavin? I did. I, uh, I finished high school. I went to university. Uh, I went to a second university. Damn. Um, wow. Just, you know, hang out there. So it sounds uh, like you've got double Ds. Double degree? Double degrees. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going, uh, knowing you, James, when you said that, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. What do you mean? Somewhere, uh, you know, where there is a rude territory. Oh. No, I do have two degrees. Uh, I have a degree in uh, pharmacology and um, anthropology. Wow. Well, I it looks like you're using a brainiac it. in our midst. I, uh, I don't love that term. Oh. Was that offensive to people with double Ds? And by that, I mean your two degrees. Yes. Uh, yeah. Anyone that has two degrees, if you, if you allude to the fact that they are intelligent, it puts them off. Right. Um, really? But I that's would hate to make it a- academic angry and get physical. Yeah, that's, yeah, you don't want that, that rage that comes from that. They'll write about it, you know. Well, write, yeah, in a journal. Mm-hmm. A peer-reviewed journal, probably. <laughs> yeah. My personal take is the nerds are ruining everything. Wow. I saw a good Alex Jones clip where he was yelling about the nerds, and there's something weird about them, and, you know, what creepy stuff are they up to, and he's sort of all about steak and freedom and stuff, and I agree with him, you know? You can't trust these... Well, other than you. You're one of the good thank ones, you, thank obviously. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know. Something about people who are smart. You just don't trust them. You know? I can see that. I don't trust science. Yeah. You know, I don't want science telling me what I have to believe. I'll believe what I'll believe what the shape the earth is. I'll believe I believe dinosaurs were six thousand years ago. Okay. James doesn't believe in climate change and he thinks methane gas is a hoax. I do. Okay. Um well, as someone uh who's rocking enormous double D's. I can tell you that uh, it is not a hoax, of course, but yes. I also want everyone to believe their own thing. Yeah. That's kind of my my cool thing as an academic is I'm very I'm very chill and laid back. So you respect everyone's opinion and you know that's admirable. Even I, if it's just so erroneous. Science needs more of that. I think we're all like we're sick of Neil deGrasse Tyson. You see people ripping him, owning him, quote unquote online when he gives facts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great because you know, I think we've entered a new age where we all just you know we make our own science. Imagine if, if back in the days of Sir Isaac Newton or Galileo, if people could have owned them. Oh, that would have been good. To see someone own Isaac Newton, Yeah, I would love to see his reaction. Or, or Galileo, because they would have had to own him in Italian, which would have been a little interesting. Beautiful. Oh, even. it probably would have sounded actually yeah, pretty nice. Romantic. <laughs> or like someone reading a pasta menu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Italian. What's, uh, what's your guys' take on... My friend, Elon, uh, oh, and his submarine didn't work. The, the famous Mr. Musk. Mm. Yeah, he's my fr- I'm, I'm buddies with him. I've partied with wow, him. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. I've taken the boring uh, tunnel machine with him and Grimes down. Uh, he, brought his, he brought his date. Oh, yeah. We actually got stuck there for a week. I missed a whole show. Yeah. Because you were underground with Elon Musk and Grimes? Yes. Oh, it was wow. wild. Wow. We had to eat Elon's leg. But he, the, he's so, the guy's got so much technology we don't even know about. And he just had, like, a bionic leg in the machine. He's like, ah, just eat my leg. 
cut his own leg off. We ate it. He stuck a new one on. He was fine. Wow. Be, Must yeah. be nice, you know? <laughs> yeah. If I fed my leg to you two, I will. That, that'd be it. Yeah. Um, uh, to, but to answer your question, what do we think of him, of Elon Musk? Well, you know. Don't I, care for him. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, all he did was uh, make, you know, make us try to save some damn kids. Well, he, he did it by going on Twitter, and then, uh, and then that was it. Well, more than you did. It is more than I did. Did you try and save the Thai boys? I went on yeah. Twitter. I did the same thing as Elon. Um, really? It, it, it wasn't successful by definition. Um, but I got some people talking. You know, I had some people retweeting it and saying, "What was this. your idea to get those those boys and their soccer coach out of there?" I uh, mean, if it, I it, don't know if this it is came private. from a real anthropological uh, standpoint. I just right. thought, let them evolve out of there, right? Because eventually, right. you're going to evolve to a point where. So if they stayed down there, that they had you know reproduced somehow the twelve boys and their yeah. coach. Yeah. Eventually, they would have produced a race that could have. Um, Lived comfortably in the cave, or either lived or comfortably or evolved to to get out of there. And Similar would, to the mole people, exactly, well, and that's, that's where it came true. from. But that would take like hundreds of thousands of years, I guess. Usually, yes, but with the mole people, it only took twelve. So, that is odd. yeah, I think there's some something else you may want to check with the building is 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 chemicals because I feel like there's some kind of chemical accelerant that is uh, accelerating these people's evolving, evolve oh. evolvement. Really? Are they are they aging faster than? Uh, no, than but they're evolving. Rick? I'm just like, saying they're evolving. They're turning oh, into okay. mole people much quicker than someone should. I yeah, see. ten years is a bit fast mm-hmm. for a species to branch off. Yeah, I even I acknowledge that, and I don't believe in science. Here we go. We're getting. We're all on the same page. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> wow. Are they? I know I'm going to get a lot of uh, lis- uh, listener emails Uh-oh. for asking this. Are they violent? Are they a violent? Oh, people? very. Wow. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They sound like Klingons to me. Yeah, imagine well, it. Well, but I guess they're pale and hunched. And hunched, not very yeah. athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But very, uh, they sound kind of like a Klingon with their, you know, their voice. Uh, yeah. And, of course, um, their heads are pretty wrinkly, to be entirely honest. I mean, there's that That's as well. That's awful. So, hey, man, that wasn't a bad comparison. Yeah. Are, are Klingons known to be athletic? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, the most sure. physical alien. Yeah. The most physical alien. Yes. They are strong and all they respect in other, you know, Klingons is physical strength. Mm, Am I honor. Wrong here? Yeah, no, you dunk in front of a Klingon. Oh. He's either going to show you up or Im- be impressed with you. If a Klingon was in the NBA, he would have murdered every other player. Mm-hmm. Just with like someone dunking in his face and he would pull out that sword thing. What's yeah, that sort of thing. Oh, I don't remember, but I know which one you mean. Yeah, yeah. and just slice the guy's head. What off. about right. the other aliens on the show? The Rom- Romulans? Is that what they're called? Romulans. Too I much strategy. Yeah, you're would they right. be good at boxing or maybe skiing or maybe chess? Chess. <laughs> Same with Vulcan. Well, that's yeah. Vulcan. Every other alien would be good at chess. Yeah, <laughs> although Vulcans are strong, though they do have super strength. That's I true. Think. That's true. But they're smart. Mm, Ferengi, good with selling stuff. How about Alf? Mike, Al- Alf. What the hell? He's an alien. Do you We're think talking he- about something cool, like Star Trek. Well, I, resp- I, I, think, I think Alf is the coolest alien who ever lived. Oh, and that I think is Alf the is worst opinion. I think Alf is stronger than any Klingon, and if you put him in a one-on-one basketball game with any Klingon, Alf would w- wipe the floor with them. Wow. No, he wouldn't. Wow. He'd make a comment. He'd, he'd let he'd... The, the 
uh, Klingon grab the ball out of his hands, and he'd say something like, well, that was not good or something. You know what I mean? Alf wouldn't say something like that. Yes, he would. Alf looks like a, like a little, you know. What? He looks like a little what? <laughs> Frankly, a little like a mole person. Uh. Can I just say, I've came, I come on, I've come on the podcast for a reason. Uh, and, oh. <laughs> uh, it's not just to talk about how much I love some 41 and how much they are worshipped in the people I just met. Right. But they somehow got their hands on a photo of you, Mike. Oh. And, um, and they're uh, starting to really question everything they believe in, because oh. up until now, they've only been looking at pictures of the Sum 41 boys, mainly Derek Wigley. Now, first of all, uh, how did they get a hold of this picture, and uh, what am I doing in this one? I hope it's not anything uh, like an up, up shorts kind of picture. Do you have or? up shorts pictures? They're floating around the the building. Nobody is taking an up short. Someone photo took of an you. up short picture of me on an escalator at the Eaton Center. No, they didn't. Yes, they no did chance. last summer, and I saw it online. Anyway, is it that one? It's not. You're smiling, lovely. You're on a white background. It almost looks like someone asked you to take a headshot, and you were in a hurry. Okay, you just you snapped take, one. Did you get headshots, Mike? Mm, sort of. What yeah. do you mean? What did you want to be an actor? Sort of. What? Yeah. Um, what? You have no. You wouldn't be good on the stage. They were holding auditions last year for the hit Broadway musical "Come From Away," and I thought, "What the hell? I've always wanted to, you know, perform, and uh, this is a golden opportunity." You're waving in the photo. Yeah, at I'm the waving. camera. Yeah, because I was like, "What would a what would a person from Newfoundland do in a photo?" Oh, waving. And uh, anyway, I didn't get the part. Thank you for bringing it up. But yes, I tried to get a headshot to be an actor. Well, they got a hold of it, and it's it's tearing things apart in their society. Oh, man. Is there a war between a faction that worships Wibbly and perhaps a faction that worships me? Is it there is. There oh, is absolutely. No. There's become now most of the, um, most of the West Wingers. Uh, they've gone and they've... now I've got to ask: Are those people who like the show The West Wing, or or are those people who live on the west end of the room? Well, there's no need to be silly. No, yes, they are people who live in the west side of the building. Okay, yeah, uh, I was having a bit they're of not fun fans there. of Sorkin, James. Yeah, yeah, or at least not yet. Maybe if they ever make it out, they'll okay, they'll it's watch them. Show. You know, a lot of things. But uh, no, the West Side, they're all loving. They love classic, right? They love some forty one. They love. The old yeah, gods. Yeah, the old gods. But now this this new wave of almost millennial mole people that have evolved on the east side are starting to question themselves. And We're the new kid in town. Yeah, and that's you. Yeah, they love your hair. Uh, they love the wave. They've started waving at each other. They've never done that before. Wow. Yeah. Just like me in the picture. Wow. And, and I was down there one time, and I saw, I saw one of the east enders, the younger people, wave at one of the traditional people. He was dead within the minute. Whoa! It's become chaos down there. So this is like wow. Surprised you haven't heard it. Protestants or you know paganism and the and Christianity or yeah. I mean, this is like North and South Korea. Yeah, Mm -hmm. some forty-one and And, Mike. And all your fault, Mike, just because you wanted to be on Come From Away. It's whose fault? It's your fault for allowing this this race of well. Almost vermin to live between floors in your building. I mean, I don't know about That's vermin. Harsh. Yeah, well, I, I, don't know. I take that back. These the, people think of you as a, a lord, and you're like, well, what do gods think of the people who worship them? They don't really. They love they, us. They look down on them. They don't really think they're That's too what you smart. Think of your Catholic God, 
that he think looks down on yes. you like a yes. piece of poo? You know what? I know. My Catholic God looks down on me and he hates me. Big deal. <clears throat> I just hope that, uh, you know, I, I hate when any blood is shed, but uh, if I did have to pick a side to win in this fight, I would have to say I hope it's the ones who support me and worship me. As sure. <laughs> well, Mike, I, let me tell you what I would do and what any A-type person would do. What? I would get off my dumb butt, go over to Gavin's, jump down through that hole, climb down in that weird, weird cave floor, and meet the people mm-hmm. who think of mm-hmm. you as a god. Mike, mm-hmm. you're single. Um, you are never going to get a better chance to meet someone than right now. And why am I single? Because she's dead. Yeah. My girlfriend well, is dead. Ever heard of a rebound? Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and some of these people look like they're close. It's not ethically good for a god to date one of his worshippers. Mike, you see I'm it I'm not all? doing it. Like, have you ever seen... like? People want to date rock stars, right? And and yeah. and you know, it's like this different and difference in power dynamic. Yeah. So you finally, for the only time in your life, you get to have the upper hand in a power dynamic romantically. This has never happened for you, I'm gonna say. And it's yeah. also never going to happen to you again. You are always gonna be on the lower end of this of a power dynamic with a woman. <clears throat> so this is your chance. I think they'd love it. I really think they'd love it. I, I got to be honest. I yeah. think even the traditionalists would be starstruck. Oh, yeah. that's a, But they also might kill him. They might. There yeah. is a risk there. They're very unpredictable. Mm. Gavin, what, I'm sorry. What do you, you, you um, heard here, Mike's mm. uh, ex, because she did dump him before she passed away. Yeah, thank uh, you his for ex rubbing salt in the wound. Passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, how do you think Mike should get over this? You know, I mean... I'm not the most sensitive guy, so I don't know what advice to give him. Um, I'm also not a big sensitivo, uh, but um, I would say, you know, how do you get over someone? You get under somebody else. Oh, that's kind of the that's what the line. academic I'm, in me is saying. I'm afraid that if that actually, I'm not. I don't agree with that. What you just said with that poem you just said, but I am afraid that if I did get under someone, that the ghost of my dead ex girlfriend Ruth would Ruth, come and haunt me name. and rip. Rip me to shreds. Man, you're still scared of Ruth. And she's not She could be a ghost and a, and a, a mean one. Mm-hmm. You know, when we, when we passed each other on the elevator that time, I was trying to introduce myself and she snapped you away. Mm-hmm. She snapped and she, she hit her thighs like this. Yeah, yeah she would do that. That was her signal for, you know, we're being attacked. I feel uncomfortable. Rem- remember when, when um, I saw you down in the lobby and you were like, you were with Ruth, and um, I came in, and you went, "Oh, James, hi!" And then she whapped you on the back of the head. Yes, you I remember that. Went silent. It was a one of like the little jokes we used to play on each other hmm. that she would whack me really hard. On That's the back nice. Of the head. That's nice that you had something. Yes, and now it's now that'll never happen again. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? I am sorry for you, Mike, um, but I really think. You're better off, and in, in a couple of weeks, when you're maybe dating one of these mole people, mm-hmm. um, no promises, mm-hmm. you might realize that that wasn't a very good relationship. Yeah. Oh boy! Well, yeah. shall we take a quick break and then come back with our final little game? Mm-hmm. I think uh, I'd like that a lot.
Welcome back to the pod mess. Um, it's time for our final segment of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, this segment, listeners know, it's it's uh, it's a segment that goes viral virtually every time. Do you hear that? That's this this segment sizzling because it's so hot, James and Gavin. Right. Wow. Um, I did hear that. Yeah, and the segment is called the game. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral, and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. So this week we have a game that is uh, pretty topical. It was in the news this week in Toronto. As I mentioned earlier, um, yesterday the streets of Toronto were just flooded with police officers because of a um, of a threat to the city. And uh, they did. The police held a press conference and said that uh, no matter what happens, you know, please go about your business and. Uh, the Foo Fighters concert will go ahead as scheduled. The Foo Fighters were in town. Mm -hmm. And so uh, one thing led to another, and we thought it'd be fun to do a game about the Foo Fighters. And this game is called The Landlord and Tenant Podmess Presents How My Life Would Be Different If I Were a Foo. Shall I go first? Foo it up. Yeah. If I were a member of the Foo Fighters, if I were a Foo, I have to be honest. I don't think my life would change at all. Wait. Well, well explain. Uh, unpack that. A I've bit. got tons of money. I travel the world. I'm probably on the road as often as they are. Yeah. I, you know, date lots of people. I meet lots of interesting people. And I am able to express myself artistically through my gaming and jujitsu. Oh, you so, game? Yep. Sick. Yeah. Cool. So, honestly, I don't think my life would be really any different. I th- I think that performing music is a little bit different than uh, you know beating the heck out of some guy with jujitsu or playing games. We agree to disagree. Art is art. All right. Um, I'll go next. So, how would my life be different if I were a foo? Let's see. Well, first of all. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty skinny guy right now, but if I were a foo, my life would be different because I'd have big, strong, massive arms and shoulders and l- powerful legs, and I'd have them because I'd be out there seven nights a week strumming my guitar and pounding my drums and singing my hits, and so I'd be, I'd, I'd look very different, I think. Yeah. Wow. For me, yeah. If I were a foo, honestly. I feel like I feel like I could finally get those mole people uh, out of that twelfth and a half floor. Uh, I could use my celebrity uh, to coax someone like Landlord James into doing it. Obviously, I don't have. I'm sure I don't have the clout now to get you to do that. But no, no, maybe if I was in a happening. big big time band, they're stuck down there. I'm yeah, not doing a thing. Yeah, and at this point, I've accepted that. Mm. But if I oh, if I was in, if I were a foo, I could write a song about it. Mole people, mole people. When will they leave? Something along the lines of that, right? Like a charity single. Yeah, a charity Raise single. Money. Well, and we, then sorry, go ahead. Everyone would start singing it, and they'd ask, "I wonder what the." You know what the meaning to that is? You think it's just another Foo Fighters random selection of words, and then I'd say no, and then I'd this tell time the story. it means something. Yeah, this time it means there are literal mole people trapped in a building. 
Wow. So that's probably how my life would be different, you know? That's cool. Interesting. We all had different perspectives on how our lives would change if we were in the Foo Fighters. Very similar, though, at the same time, somehow, you know? In the break, one of you went, if I were a foo, was that mm-hmm. you, Gavin? I think that was me. I think I have to take credit for that. It's sort of like a take on if I were a boy? Yes. Can we hear that again? Because it was in the break, and I thought, this has got to make the pod. Uh, do you remember the melody of if I were a boy? Yeah. How does it go? If I were a boy, then I would understand. Oh, right. That's how. So it'd be like, um, if I were a foo. I'd be in a band, <laughs> one that changed up the world, and specifically a building. Just, you know, I'm, obviously that's, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. And I'm not a foo. That's just why we play these games, right? It's not a fantasy. It's basically an RPG we're doing right now. We're yes. in a fantasy game. Yeah. I love it. This is very good. And I think you have a beautiful voice. Wow. Thank you. Thanks so much. Well, Gavin, thank you so much um, for being here. Um, it's such a pleasure to have you. Um, all you. four foot eleven of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> You're the perfect size, and don't let anyone ever tell you anything different. Thank you very much. Uh, and I'll just try one plead to plead one more time to let those people uh, out if you ever get a chance. And again, I will say no. All right, that. sounds good. It's like talking to a brick wall. <laughs> um, Gavin, <laughs> thanks so much. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you, Michael. Um, me condolences, mate, uh, about Ruth. For, oh, yes, for her untimely passing at the VR lounge doing a skydiving experience. Thank you, James. It means a lot. And I, I, I just like to say I am very feel very relieved we got through the episode without me breaking down. And, uh, uh, you know, we just got to keep moving forward and, um, you know, maybe... Suppress it. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say maybe we could go out for a... A drink now that we're done, you know, after recording, um, you know, I could sort of like spill my guts to you yeah. and we could hang out and you could sort of be there for me oh. like a friend yeah. uh, traditionally I, is mm. in times of uh, darkness. So. Yeah, I do have a party to go I mean, to. I could come as your guest and I, think it, I could tell everyone at the party about how um, I'm in mourning and... You know... That it's it. You never want to be that guy to bring someone to no, a party. Fine. I don't know the people that well. But why don't we talk? You know, text me tomorrow. I mean, All right. My, All right. My phone has been a bit funny, but I should get the text. Text me tomorrow. Yeah, sometimes I text you and I don't get any response, and then yeah, my phone is just but, screwed up. Oh, but text me tomorrow, and then maybe we can maybe like late afternoon or something, five, six, sure. or something for an hour. All right. Well, I'll text but you. Text me, and if I get it, I'll. Great. I'll text you tomorrow about my dead girlfriend. Excellent. And, and just I think I I think I have the clearance to say this. You have the condolences of the entire 12th and a half floor. Thank you. As a representative. Thank you. Well, there you go. Maybe go chat with them instead. Um, All right, everyone. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Love